Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Hey there folks, this is Matt Welch. I'm the sports editor here at Star Local Media and welcome to another edition of the Star Local Media Gridiron Podcast. Uh, first off, a big thanks to everybody who checked out our um, our debut episode last week where myself, Tim Glaze, and Kendrick Johnson sat down. We went a full hour breaking down the ins and outs of District 66A football. Again, a huge thanks to everybody who checked out that podcast. We are going to stay with football this week and with it being the final week of the regular season, that means we are here to talk playoff scenarios. Yes, that is right. Every uh, every high school sports reporter and fan's favorite ice cream headache. The uh, the never ending uh, the never ending riddle of just who gets in, who needs what to get in, who needs to win by how many points. It's confusing every year. So we're going to try to offer a little bit of clarity to that um, by breaking down the playoff scenarios that are in play for our five A and six A districts. We're going to start in six A. I will begin with District six six A, and then I will bring in the rest of the sports staff to break down their respect districts and the playoff scenarios that are still in play uh, for those districts as well. So let's get to it. Let's start with District 66A, where we left off last week. Um, Here's what we do now. So far, Allen is in. Allen has clinched a playoff spot. They will be uh, they will be the top seed in Division One. They have clinched a playoff spot. Um, Denton Geyer has also clinched a playoff spot. Um, they will be in Division Two. Their seat is still unclear, but they will be in Division Two. Um, now Denton Geyer is tied with McKinney right now for second place in the district at four and two. So why is Geyer automatically in? Why is McKinney not? Because Denton Geyer would win out in every possible tiebreaker scenario that it is involved in, um, regardless of the outcome of Friday's game against Plano West. They can lose to Plano West, and they would still win enough on tiebreakers in order to get in. So Denton Geyer has clinched a playoff spot and will be competing in the Division II bracket. Um, as far as who is out right now, I just mentioned Plano West. The Wolves currently 0-6, 0-9 on the season. Um, they will be on the outside looking in this year. And um, as, will, uh, as will Wiley. Wiley, kind of the same logic there for Denton Geyer, except the opposite. Wiley would, uh, even if they win Friday against Allen and shock the world, they would still lose out on every tiebreaker scenario that they are involved in. So so Wiley's uh, early district losses to Plano East and McKinney Boyd, you know, coming back to uh, you know to hurt them there. So um, yes, that leaves four teams still in the mix for those last two playoff spots. We still have in the running. We still have McKinney, which is tied for second right now in the district at four and two. Uh, Plano Senior and McKinney Boyd, they are both tied for fourth place in the district at three and three. And Plano East is tied for sixth place, still alive though, still mathematically alive with a two and four district record. So. Let's uh, let's start with McKinney. Um, in order for McKinney to get into the playoffs on Friday, they need to defeat McKinney Boyd. You beat McKinney Boyd, and that's simple. You are in. You you take care of business against your uh, against your biggest rival, and McKinney's lengthy playoff drought is over. A win on Friday over Boyd will get the Lions into the playoffs. Um, now, if they lose to Boyd, there are still some scenarios where they can get in. Um, if they lose, however, um, you know they no longer control their own destiny. If they lose, they would need Plano to lose to East. Because that would bump Plano to three and four. McKinney would fall to four and three with a loss to Boyd. So you see right there, based on those records, McKinney and McKinney Boyd would get into the playoffs there. However, if uh, and this is where things can get a little bit tricky, if Plano Senior wins, 
McKinney loses, then we will have a three-way tie for third place in 6-6-A between McKinney, McKinney Boyd, and Plano. And this is where point differential comes into play, i.e. the uh, the, the margin of victory, margin of defeat, uh, between the games played between those teams involved in the tie. So, um, going off of point differential, McKinney can get in. Now, if Plano wins and forces a three-way tie for third place, McKinney can still get in if they lose to McKinney Boyd by seven points or less. So, there's still a scenario where if they lose that game and um, you know when they were able to play Boyd close, if Plano wins and there's a three-way tie, McKinney and Plano would get the nod there, and Boyd would be on the outside looking in. So, there are still scenarios where McKinney does get in with a loss, but ultimately, they are guaranteed a playoff spot if they win Friday against McKinney Boyd. Um, it's a little bit, a little bit murkier for McKinney Boyd, um, who um, you know who can obviously help their cause with a win, but um, not just a straight up win over McKinney will get them in. Um, what uh, what McKinney Boyd would need to do on Friday for McKinney Boyd in order for McKinney Boyd to get into the playoffs, they would need to beat McKinney by eight points or more. Because again, when you factor in the the, uh, the potential for uh, for tiebreakers, that would safeguard Boyd in any tiebreaker scenario with them, McKinney, and Plano. Because you have to factor in McKinney Boyd lost to Plano by twelve points. So again, they would need to win by eight points or more to uh, you know to counteract that and to safeguard against a tiebreaker. A win by eight points or more would get Boyd into the playoffs. Now there is a scenario where margin of victory doesn't matter if Boyd simply beats McKinney. They are in. However, they need a couple other things to go their way. Uh, McKinney Boyd can get in the playoffs with a win over McKinney and a Plano loss to East and a Wiley loss to Allen. That would make McKinney and McKinney Boyd four and three. Plano, Plano East, and Wiley would all be three and four. So again, another scenario where you get an all McKinney ISD playoff field. Um, now, if Boyd loses. This is, again, and this is probably the most, of all the scenarios in play, this is probably the most far-fetched scenario in, uh, in 6-6-A. If they lose, there is still the chance Boyd can get in. However, Boyd would need Plano East to beat Plano and Wiley to beat Allen to force the improbable four-way tie. Um, using point differentials, Boyd would get in if Plano East defeated Plano by two points or less. So yes, a very, very convoluted scenario right there. Um, chief of all reasons being that it would require Wiley to upset the number one team in the state. Um, so yes, that's. but hey, for the sake of completionism, we're mentioning it. It's still a scenario. It's still a possibility. Um, I'll be at an improbable one. So yes, it would. Um, so yes, if Boyd if if Boyd loses and you know the pieces fall in place to force a four way tie, there is still a slim chance based on the outcome of the East Plano game where Boyd could get in. So, but yes, obviously in their best interest, it would be to not only beat McKinney but beat McKinney by at least eight points to guarantee a playoff spot. Um, now, moving over to Plano ISD. Plano Senior, tied for fourth place with with McKinney Boyd right now at 3-3. In order for Plano to get into the playoffs, they would need to defeat Plano East. That's it. That's all you got to worry about on Friday, Wildcats. You defeat Plano East, and you are in the playoffs. Plano is in the fortunate position where they would come out on top in every tiebreaker scenario they are, they are involved with if they defeat Plano East. There's no tiebreaker scenario that would have them on the outside looking in if they were able to get a win Friday over the Panthers. So, yes, a simple win is all that it takes for, um, for Plano Senior to get in. Now, there is a scenario where they can still get in with a loss. 
as I've mentioned before, point differential. Um, they will get in with a loss to Plano East. If they lose by eight points or less, they are in assuming that McKinney Boyd loses to McKinney and Wiley loses to Allen. So if Boyd loses to McKinney, Wiley loses to Allen, Plano plays Plano East close, suffers a loss, they will still get in on points. So yes, there's still a scenario where even in defeat, Plano Senior can get in. Um, with Plano East, it's it's a little bit again like the dislike the uh, you know the McKinney McKinney Boyd situation. It's a little bit cloudier for Plano East. Plano East currently two and four in district play, and in sixth place. Obviously, a win is is mandatory, but it's not as simple as that. You know, it's not like Plano where Plano just needs to win and they're in regardless. Plano East would need to beat Plano by nine points or more. And they need to get a little help. They need to win by nine points or more Friday against Plano. And they would need a McKinney-Boyd loss and a Wiley loss. That would force a three-way tie between Plano, Boyd, and Plano East for fourth place. And East would need that nine-point margin of victory to overtake Plano in the overall point differential between those three teams. So, yes, um... You know, yeah, a, uh, a win Friday by nine points or more coupled with Boyd and Wiley losses and Plano East is in the playoffs. Um, now, there's also a, uh, again, I mentioned the, uh, the potential four-way tie scenario. That, um, that is actually in play as well for Plano East. And um, it's a scenario where that actually, you know, would benefit them more so than a, than a normal three-way tie. Um, in the off chance that there is that four-way tie, like I said, that would require Wiley defeating Allen, shocking the world, as well as McKinney Boyd losing to, uh, to McKinney to force a four-way tie. All four of those teams would be at three and four. Um, they would be in. Plano East would get the nod on points if they defeated Plano by three points or more. So... And I know what you're thinking. Hey, I mean, it's a you know, it's a field goal. It's uh, winning by three sounds pretty easy. I should note though that last year Plano East beat Plano by only one point, forty to thirty-nine. So if you get a uh, a rerun of that on Friday, that won't be enough for Plano East. McKinney Boyd will wind up getting the last playoff spot if that's the case. So, um, so yes, there is um, a scenario where once again a uh, you know a four-way tie would benefit Plano East, albeit you know a very improbable scenario for for reasons that I've mentioned. There is, however. Still a uh, you know still the doomsday scenario for Plano ISD, i.e. the scenario where no team from Plano ISD makes the playoffs. Um, you know Plano ISD, you know trying to uh, to avert that first year in its history where all three senior highs would miss the playoffs. It is still in play. They're not out of the woods just yet. Um, that scenario on Friday would be if Plano East beats Plano and McKinney Boyd beats McKinney then that would mean no playoffs for Plano ISD. McKinney and McKinney-Boyd would be 4-3. and three. Plano East and Plano Senior would be 3-4, and four, i.e. no postseason for Plano ISD. So, yes, that, is, uh, that, is, that scenario is still very much in play on Friday night. So, that is a look at the playoff scenarios for the district. How, um, how do I see this one shaking out? Who, um, who do I foresee joining Allen and Denton Geyer in the postseason? Um, I think McKinney's going to get in. I think that McKinney's going to snap its playoff drought, um, and they're going to beat Boyd on Friday to get in. Now, I totally understand the reasons why, uh, you know, to, 
to, to go against the green there. Um, McKinney Boyd has an eight-game winning streak over McKinney. If you wanted to make the case that there is a mental advantage that Boyd has built in over the years, I'm not going to argue with that logic one bit. Um, I do feel that this has been a this has been a season of, of momentum for McKinney. Specifically, I mean, right up until right up through uh, you know this this most recent uh, Friday night when they defeated Wiley 37-35, and I think that game is crucial when trying to uh, try to gauge just the the mindset that they're carrying into their season finale against Boyd. Because you compare it to last year when Boyd and McKinney played, McKinney had its uh, had its playoff hopes dashed the week before against Wiley. They were eliminated from playoff contention after losing to Wiley 28-21. to um, So yes, they had nothing to play for except simple you know, rivalry bragging rights against, a, uh, against Boyd last season. Um, you know, I think this year... You know, McKinney has, you know, there's there's much more momentum, there's much more confidence on their side heading into this matchup, and I do think that matters. I also think that, um, as, I mean, as I've just gone through breaking down these playoff scenarios, McKinney's path to the playoffs is just in general much clearer. They simply need to win to get in, whereas Boyd not only needs to win, but they need to do so by eight points or more. So McKinney can still, you know, Boyd can win, but if it's by, you know, three or four points, you know, that doesn't get them in the playoffs. Um, unless some other stuff happens, in, you know, between Plano and Plano East, um, you know, so Boyd has to win, has to guarantee itself a playoff spot with a win of eight points or more on Friday, and then you factor in that Boyd's offense has only scored twelve points these last two weeks, and they've also had, you know, you know, showings during district play they scored ten points against Allen, thirteen points against East. I mean, it is a uh, now granted. You know, uh, the matchups are different. You know, matchups. The matchups vary uh, night to night. Um, you know, you've had. You know, they were only able to score five points against Plano. They scored seven points last week against Geyer. Geyer's a solid defense. Plano has shown that they can play solid defense as well. You know, it's not necessarily a guarantee then that they're going to experience those same lulls against McKinney. But um, you know, it's also a vote of confidence in McKinney's offense, which has been one of the best in the district and the area this season. It's a vote of confidence in you know the best offensive line that McKinney has had in years. Um, it's a vote of confidence in Matt Gaddick, who is you know the leading rusher in the district, um, plus Damon Whitmer and that offense in general. They're going to be able to score enough points to take Boyd out of its comfort zone. McKinney-Boyd, I feel like they need this game to be on the low-scoring side to where their defense can really be the ones that uh, that lead the charge. And once again, I mean, again, they need to win by at least eight points. That just When you're just going to weigh the odds and probabilities, it just feels like this is a year where I'm not not necessarily saying that McKinney wins the game. I, I and I would favor them to win the game, but also their just their path to the playoffs is just in general much clearer. And you have to you have to side with that. You know, right now, if you're just going to based on just if you're just going to weigh probabilities here. So yes, I do foresee McKinney getting in um, and getting one of those playoff spots. I think they will be joined by Plano. I think Plano SD is going to avert disaster, and they will get one team in the playoffs. Um, I do. Th- I do think Plano is going to take the nod over East on Friday. Um, you know, this is a game where if it happened last week. Um, you know, it would have been much more. I, I would have been a bit more torn on this one. But you know, you look at what happened against Allen for Plano East, specifically another debilitating injury. You know, this is a team that's already without its starting running back, Jonathan Metters, a Division One talent. Last week against Allen, Trey Hunter gets banged up, has to be carted off. Um, they're you know their number two running back, their one B running back to Metters one A. Um, you know, I mean, it's just been one of those years for Plano East where they just have not been able to catch many breaks. On the health front, specifically regarding you know two of the most important parts of their team, their running game and their offensive line, and at some point you eventually reach a breaking point with those injuries. Um, 
from a depth standpoint. So, and you, you couple that with you know Plano. Plano is riding some momentum into this game on Friday. They've they've rediscovered uh, rediscovered some swagger. You know, Coach McCullough has mentioned you know during their uh, their recent slump that they just needed to get confidence back. They have that in the form of two straight wins over Boyd and Plano West. Um, they're coming off their most balanced offensive showing all year against uh, you know against the Wolves last week in a thirty eight to fourteen victory. Um, and they're going in against a Plano East defense that has had its you know had some stumbling blocks in recent weeks. In their past three games, you have the Plano East defense having surrendered 599 rushing yards to Matt Gaddick, a state record, and uh, 63 points to McKinney. Then the next week, they surrendered 41 points and 455 yards to Plano West in a 45-41 to win by the Panthers. Um, and then last week against Allen, uh, Plano East was down 35-0 in the second quarter and gave 56 points overall. So um, just in general, I, uh, you know, I just have to feel better about the form of Plano relative to East at this stage of the season. And like I've already mentioned with the McKinney-McKinney-Boyd scenario, the playoff path is just in general much clearer for Plano, whereas East needs Boyd and Wiley to lose and they need to beat Plano by at least nine points. Now, that scenario is not out of the question whatsoever. I could very much see that scenario coming to pl- coming into fruition. But if I'm just going to weigh, again, if I'm just going to weigh probabilities and likelihoods, you know, of that panning out versus Plano just simply needing a win, I got to side with the Wildcats in this one. So, yes, I, uh, I foresee McKinney and Plano joining the playoff mix. Um, Plano would obviously be in the Division One bracket. McKinney would be in Division Two. Um, if, that's, if that scenario pans out, guys, would be the top seed in Division Two. McKinney would be the bottom seed. So, um, yes, yeah, still, uh, you know, still plenty to be decided Friday night. But yes, that is a uh, that is my take right now on the events um, in Six Six A heading into this final week of the regular season. We will keep things rolling. We will shift our focus out to Denton County and chat with uh, with Justin Thomason a bit on the happenings out there. We are here with uh, with Denton County Sports Editor Justin Thomas uh, to uh, talk a bit about, uh, well, I guess we should say probably a couple uneventful uh, uneventful uh, postseason races heading into the final week in Districts 5-6-A and 9-6-A. Uh, Justin, let's start with District 5-6-A. So far, um, everything looks to be set in stone. Just kind of talk a bit about where this district stands heading into the final week. Yeah, actually kind of a little bit of a bummer because would be a pretty high profile game between Hebron and Carroll this week but it has absolutely zero relevance on anything other than keeping momentum going going into the playoffs so uh, in 5-6-A Louisville, Flarmone, and Marcus have all been eliminated. Hebron is the only LISD school that will be going to the playoffs and they already know they are going to be the number two seed in Division 1 with the number one seed going to Trinity after the uh, Trojans beat the Hawks last week so Hebron is locked in as the number two seed in Division One, and they also know that they will be playing Allen in the by district round. So, should be fun one for the Hawks to start the playoffs. <laughs> um, probably be underdogs there, but you never know. Uh, plenty of talent there at Hebron, so I mean, don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but still should be an entertaining game out in uh, at the woodshed this weekend again, or on Friday against Carroll. Both teams have just uh, one loss in district, mm-hmm. both lo- losing to Trinity. So. Technically, second place is on the line, but it doesn't matter with Carroll locked into number one in Division Two and Hebron locked into number two in Division One. And then, um, if we're going to shift the focus into District Nine Six A, um, obviously we'll want to focus on Capel in this district, as it is the only school in this district that is part of our our coverage umbrella. Uh, kind of the same thing for Capel. They uh, they know where they will be. Uh, they will be at at the start of the playoffs, and they've uh, they enter Friday night just looking to keep momentum going. Right. They. 
technically clinch they've already clinched a share of the district title technically if they were to lose to Richardson which would be a pretty big upset but if they are to lose and Jesuit win it would create a tie but the Cowboys beat Jesuit so they would have the tiebreaker anyway so they're locked into number one seed in division one just where they were a year ago and they will have the same opponent like Hebron they already know they're going to be playing Rowlett in the first round Rowlett finished uh, will be the number two seed out of uh, 10-6-A. So Capel, number one seed in Division One, and they will play Rowlett. Still some uh, jockeying to go for some of the other teams in 9-6-A, but Capel knows where they're going. Jesuit knows where they're going. All right. Well, yeah, there we go. No uh, no tension, no drama, no nothing. Very uh, very quick and dirty uh, for a Friday night of District uh, 5-6-A and 9-6-A out on, on the Denton County area. So uh, next up, we will shift over to the east end of uh, Dallas County and talk with uh, with um, Devin Hassan on just kind of the races for 10-6-A, 11-6-A, and so forth. So. Um, all right, we keep rolling. We are joined by uh, by East Dallas County Sports Editor Devin Hassan, who presides over, uh, I guess you should say, districts, uh, you know, 10-6-A, 11-6-A, and uh, most and a good chunk of 15-5-A, uh, representing Mesquite ISD plus uh, the Garland ISD contingent of Rowlett and Saxe. So we're here to uh, to break down the uh, the playoff scenarios in those two 6-A districts. First off, um, I guess, Devin, let's start with, uh, with District 10-6-A. looks like a district that is for the most part, fairly cut and dry. Yeah, they basically sorted themselves out last week, or during the last couple of weeks, in fact. is uh, going to be your number one seed in Division One, the big school. Uh, Rowlett will be your second seed. Uh, your other playoff rep- representatives out of 10-6-A are Naaman Forest and Lakeview. Uh, they'll bo- both be Division Two, and they happen to play this Friday night, and the winner of that game will be, be the top seed in Division Two. And um, as we transition over to District 11-6A, um, as far as teams that, uh, that are eliminated, um, unfortunately for Mesquite High and North Mesquite, they will be on the outside looking in this season, along with Tyler Lee. As far as teams that have clinched a playoff spot, though, uh, Mesquite Horn, part of that group, along with Lakeview and uh, Rockwell Heath. For the, uh, for the Jaguars, um, just talk a bit about, um, is there anything on the line Friday night for them in their, uh, in their season finale? Uh, nothing but the outright district title, which I know was one of their big goals, but they are, they are cemented in to the number one seed in Division One, Longview will be the number one uh, seed in Division Two. Rockwell Heath is in the playoffs. Whether they go Division One or, or Division Two is yet to be determined because the fourth and final playoff berth is up in the air. Rockwall is in with a win on Thursday against North Mesquite. If the Stallions can pull the upset and John Tyler beats Tyler Lee, then John Tyler will be the fourth team out of that district. Okay. So then, as we as we wrap up, uh, as we wrap up our, our coverage of the playoff scenarios and play for those six A districts, let's transition to five A, and um, let's stick. With uh, with Mesquite specifically with District 15 5A, um, what we know so far is that um, Highland Park they have clinched a playoff spot. They will be the top seed in Division One. North Forney has also clinched a playoff spot. They um, their seeding is still up in the air, but they will be in Division Two. As far as teams that have been eliminated, uh, Roy City, Forney, and Wiley East um, are all eliminated from playoff contention. So that leaves two playoff spots. And uh, fittingly enough, it involves the three teams from the district that are part of our coverage umbrella. West Mesquite, Lovejoy, Mesquite Potite still alive for the remaining two playoff spots. Um, only two of those three teams are getting advanced. So, um, so let's start with uh, with West Mesquite. Um, what needs to go right on Friday for the Wranglers in order to clinch a playoff spot? Uh, well, for West Mesquite, it's simple: winning, you're in. They're sitting at four and two. They control their own destiny. Um, Potite, it's not as simple. It's winning, you're in, possibly, probably, but uh, if. There's a lot of different tiebreaker scenarios. The the most simple and straightforward uh, would be if 
North Forney takes care of business against their rival Forney, and if Lovejoy beats Roy City, those two teams are in, and then the Poteet West Street game on Friday is a de facto playoff game. The winner gets in no matter what. If one of those teams, if North Forney or Lovejoy should lose, it creates all sorts of interesting tiebreaker uh, scenarios if Poteet were to win to force that tie for third or fourth place. So basically what we have here is if West Mesquite, Poteet, and North Forney end up in a three-way tie, then North Forney and Poteet are your playoff teams. If West Mesquite, Poteet, and Lovejoy finish in a three-way tie, then you get point differential because each of those three teams would have been one and one against each other. Uh, with the point differential, West Mesquite would be in automatically. Poteet and Lovejoy then would have, it would be points. Poteet would have to beat West Mesquite by 12 points or more on Friday night in order to get in. 11 points or less, then Lovejoy gets that final playoff spot. If North Forney, Lovejoy, Poteet, and West Mesquite all finish in a three-way tie at four and three, then your three playoff teams in addition to Highland Park is North Forney, Lovejoy, and Poteet. So yeah, still still very much unresolved in District 15-5A relative to those last two playoff spots. A uh, big thank you, Devin, for swinging by. We will uh, we will continue our transition to uh, to breaking down the Class 5A playoff scenarios as we head further west to the uh, to the All Frisco District 13-5A with uh, with Brian Murphy. All right, we are joined uh, here by uh, Frisco Enterprise Sports Editor Brian Murphy here to talk some playoff scenarios for uh, for District 13-5A, the All Frisco District, a district where um, you got a little bit. Um, you've got two things. Two playoff spots have been settled so far. We do know that Frisco Lone Star and Reedy have clinched playoff spots, as well as their respective seeds and divisions. Both will be in Division Two. Lone Star, by virtue of its head-to-head win over Reedy, will be at the top seed in Division Two. Reedy will be the second seed in Division 2. As far as teams on the outside looking in, we know that Frisco Liberty and Frisco High have been eliminated, which leaves a uh, four teams still in contention for two playoff spots and a, a race that, as we have uh, as we were just talking, Brian, it's it's definitely not uh, not for the faint of heart. A very, uh, a very convoluted race, to say the least. So um, well, let's try and, I guess, break this down in the most concise way that we can do. Um, let's start with, uh, with Frisco Wakeland. Frisco Wakeland, um, first we should mention that all three of these teams, Frisco Wakeland, Centennial, Heritage, and Independence are all tied at 3-3 three and three right now for third place in 13-5A. So let's start with Wakeland. Uh, what, if you're a Wakeland fan of those Wolverines, what needs to go right on Friday to get to the postseason? So basically, a Wakeland win will get you in. You know, they're playing Frisco, the last place team, so it's highly likely. Frisco hasn't won a game all year, mm-hmm. but... Coach Marty Secord, he told me after their uh, their most recent win last week over Heritage, you know, there's a Frisco factor. Anything can happen, so they're not going to take them lightly. But assuming they win that game, they, they're in. And that's all they have to do to get in. And if they beat Frisco, they're in. So if Wakeland can also finish as high as third place in District 13-5A, if they win and Centennial loses um, to Heritage on Friday night as well. Okay. So, um, and there is also a scenario in place. So, even if Frisco Wakeland were to lose to Frisco, they can still clinch if um, if Frisco Heritage and Frisco Independence both lose, lose. their games. Yes. So, they, you want it's tough. You you you're kind of rooting for Centennial, but then you're not because then you want that you know that number one seed in Division uh, Two also. Yeah. So it's like pick your poison. But assuming if Wakeland wins, uh, you want Centennial to lose. But if 
you're a Wolverines fan and you lose, then you want Centennial to win. So. Yeah. So yeah, if you're a Wolverine, if you're if you're a Wakeman fan and you know Frisco's on the verge of pulling an upset, you uh, you best have your phones on yeah. handy. Best do some scoreboard watching because that's when things could get crazy. Yeah. Um, and let's now shift to uh, to Frisco Centennial. Frisco Centennial and Frisco Heritage play each other on Friday, so yeah. that's going to make this makes it a little yeah, easier. It's, it's going to make to this decipher. a bit simpler as far yeah. as deciphering who's who needs what to get in. So let's start with um with Frisco Centennial. What do you need to go right on Friday, Centennial? So, you win, you're in, pretty much. But if you lose, you need a Wakeland and Independence loss to force a three-way tie in which Centennial would get in due to point differential. Um, Centennial beat Wakeland, but lost to Independence. They beat Wakeland by three, lost lost to Independence by five. But since Wakeland beat Independence earlier this year by 10, Independence would lose in that scenario, and they would be the ones left on the outside looking in. So it's it's kind of all jumbled and messed up, but you would need both Wakeland and Independence to both lose. So, um, and then let's say kind of the same thing with Frisco Heritage. They play Centennial um, for the Coyotes. Is it is it just simple as a win over Her- over Centennial gets them in? Uh, a, well, a loss would end their season because yeah. they've you know they lost other games by significant margins, and so they have to beat. Centennial to get into the playoffs, so it's a playoff game for for virtually for both teams in a sense, but more so for Heritage. They have to win to be able to to keep on playing. So whereas we've got three teams that you know in Wakeland, Centennial, and Heritage that can control their own destiny. If they win, they know that they're going to the playoffs. Frisco Independence is still alive in the picture as well. Not as crystal clear scenario for them. They need a little bit of help in addition to getting a win on uh, on Thursday. Right? They, yes, they're correct. They're going to also need a Wakeland loss. Mm-hmm. And I, I, as I mentioned, that's n- not as likely. But they'd have to beat Lone Star, which is. Even more unlikely in itself, you know, Lone Star has been steamrolling uh, since their loss mm-hmm. to state ranked Denton Ryan, and then they would also need Wakeland to lose to last place Frisco. So, you know, crazier things have happened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm not saying it's you know there's a zero percent chance, but that's the scenario that I have to work out for for the night. Yeah, so, Independence would need to topple uh, district champion, you know, undefeated, <laughs> undefeated in district Lone Star, and yeah. then, if that's not enough, they would then need Wakeland Frisco, Win- winless, Frisco. winless Frisco to upset Wakeland. Yeah. So, yeah. yes. So, the odds are definitely a little bit long there. Yeah. Let's see. Alright, so we've mapped out these scenarios, some a little bit uh, more, uh, you know, more crystal clear than others. Brian, uh, you've seen all of these teams play this season. Um, what is your pulse for kind of where, uh, how do you think this is going to shake out? Which two teams do you see joining Reedy and Lone Star in the postseason. Well, it's safe to say I think Wakeland will be in. I think they beat Frisco. And then this is where it can be tricky because Heritage has had some, some crazy wins without their star player, Amari Jones. But at the same time, I think Centennial beats them. Mm-hmm. So I'm at, with, with that being said, it, it'll be Centennial and Heritage. And then so if Centennial winning, then Centennial will be the one seed in Division Two in Wakeland. It's Centennial be, and Wakeland. I should correct you. Sorry, what did I say? Centennial, you said Centennial and Heritage. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. You know, it's all jumbled yeah, up. It's, my brain is about to explode. Yeah. But yeah, Centennial and Wakeland, I predict, okay. will will make the playoffs. Yep. And then um, as far as who gets the top seed, since both of those teams will be in Division yeah. One, um, refresh my memory, who won the head-to-head match? Centennial between? beat Wakeland in a wild one, 69-66. Okay, yeah. So it, with 
if with that scenario, Centennial will be the one seed in Division One, one, yeah. and then Wakeland would be the two seed. So that's what I'm predicting. Okay, there. Yeah, there we go, folks. Hope you're able to keep. Uh, hope you're able to follow all that. Obviously, uh, yeah. Frisco ISD 13-5A definitely one of the uh, one of the more competitive playoff races that we still have going. Um, let's see. We will we will wrap this thing up as we shift uh, as we shift further west to talk about District 14-5A with Tim Glaze. And to wrap this thing up, we are joined by Tim Glaze, kind of our jack-of-all-trades here at Star Local Media. Tim does sports for Plano, Allen, and Lake Cities. We're going to focus on the lattermost of those three uh, of those three markets to discuss uh, some District 14-5A and just um, how to make sense of, of what's been a very, very competitive race all year long for, uh, for four playoff spots. Essentially a, a five-team district for four spots. Um, so far, what we do know is that Prosper is in the playoffs. Prosper's clinched a playoff spot. They will represent Division One, although their seating remains unclear. Um, Lake Dallas, fresh off of missing the playoffs last year and nice bounce back year for the Falcons. They locked up a playoff spot last week. They will be the top seed in Division Two. As far as teams that have been eliminated from the mix, sorry, Carrollton Farmers Branch ISD. It's been a rough year for all three of y'all, and all three will be on the outside looking in. With uh, Newman Smith, R.L. Turner, and Creekview have all been eliminated from playoff contention. So that leaves three teams fighting for two playoff spots. We still have Little Elm, McKinney North, and the Colony in the mix. Um, so let's start with um, let's start with the Colony. Uh, Tim, if you're a fan of those fighting Cougars, what needs to go right on Friday to get into the postseason? Yeah, the Colony's had a pretty good year. Um, they had a tough loss to Lake Dallas uh, earlier in the season, but they rebounded with a huge win against Prosper to put them back on the playoff track. Uh, if they beat Carrollton Turner this weekend, they're in the playoffs. Uh, if they lose to Turner, which I don't see that happening, but if they do, uh, they can still get in if McKinney North loses to Little Elm. Uh, but Cougar fans, just keep an eye on that uh, game. If the Colony beats Turner, they're in. That's really what you need to worry about. Um, if the Colony does make the playoffs after beating Turner, they would be in Division One. Uh, so just keep an eye on that. Um, if Little Elm makes the playoffs, the Colony would be in Division Two. Um, Actually, no, we got that backwards. Sorry. Yeah, if Little Elm and the Colony make the playoffs, the Colony will be in Division One. And if the Colony and McKinney North make the playoffs, the Colony is in Division Two. Okay. That's just that's an enrollment thing. Yeah. So, um, so yes, with the Colony, it's pretty simple. Just beat mm-hmm. R.L. Turner and you're in. Your seating, however, will depend on the outcome of the McKinney North Little Elm game. As we mentioned, mm-hmm. if Little Elm wins that game, the Colony is going to be in Division One. If McKinney North wins that game, the Colony is in Division Two. But yeah, let's just start with just the basics. Just beat R.L. Turner. Yeah. And just, just beat Turner, which you should do, and you're in the playoffs. It's um, see, it's, it's very cut and dry for them. It's. J- Pretty similar um, for Little Elm and McKinney North. It's very fitting that um, you know we have a battle for a playoff spot, and Little Elm and McKinney North they play head to head. So yes, like this, this is a de facto playoff game between the Lobos and Bulldogs. Let's start with Little Elm. Um, what needs to go their way on Friday in order to get into the postseason? Another team that's had a pretty solid year. Um, lost to Lake Dallas last week. That win actually clinched the playoffs for Lake Dallas, but. Uh, since Little Elm has uh, had a nice 14-5A record so far this year, they can get in the playoffs simply by beating McKinney North on Friday. Um, that's all they really need to worry about. Lobo fans, just keep an eye on that. Uh, 
Also, uh, if the colony loses to Turner, which we talked about earlier, uh, that would also get Little Elm in the playoffs. So we don't see that happening. So Little Elm just beat McKinney North, and then you're in the playoffs. By the same accord, though, the Bulldogs thinking very much the uh, having that that uh, very much the same mindset in their pursuit of a playoff spot. Um, let's see for McKinney North. Just talk a bit about to wrap this thing up. What needs to go their way on Friday to get into the playoffs? Same thing. Uh, identical record with Little Elm. If McKinney North beats Little Elm on Friday, McKinney North will get into the playoffs. Uh, and there's nothing. There's no outside. Uh, games that have anything to do for McKinney North. All North has to worry about is beating Little Elm. But really, uh, at the end, these three teams that we've talked about, all they need to worry about is just winning their game. Yeah. Uh, let's not, you know, if, if I'm their coaches, if I'm the fans, I'm not worried about that Colony Turner game. I'm just worried about Little Elm beating McKinney North. I'm worried about McKinney North beating Little Elm, and I'm worried about the Colony beating Arl Turner. And just to clarify, for the sake of division purposes, if McKinney North makes the playoffs, they will be in Division One. Mm-hmm. Um, likewise, if Little Elm makes the playoffs, they will be in Division Two. So, um, all that being said, uh, Tim, how do you see this week shaking out? Which two teams do you foresee joining Prosper and Lake Dallas in the postseason? This district has been so, you know, one team loses to this team, but then comes back and beats a really good team the next week. Uh, Little Elm has had uh, some tough losses this year, but then they've also had some really good wins. Um, same with McKinney North and same with the Colony. I'm going to go ahead and throw the Colony in there for getting one of those playoff spots. Uh, I don't see them losing to R.L. Turner. So it all comes down to the Little Elm-McKinney North game for that final playoff spot. Um, I just saw Little Elm last week against Lake Dallas. Uh, Little Elm is a really good team. Uh, their two running backs, Glenn Young and Corey Moses, uh, are both really good runners. Logan Kohler at quarterback can really throw the ball. Uh, I like McKinney North. I think they have some good offensive weapons, especially running back Lamar Lucas, who I'm expecting will play on Friday after nursing some injuries. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm going to have to go with the Lobos. Uh, I'm picking Little Elm to beat McKinney North and get that final playoff spot. Well, there you go, folks. Hope you guys were able to keep all of that uh, all of that straight between not just this district but the other ones that we've talked about today. Um, a big thanks to Tim for swinging by. A big thanks to the rest of the staff, everybody, for helping try to sort through this mess. So, um, yes, folks, there you go. That is what uh, what is at stake this week. And uh, let's see, for high school football, regarding the playoff scenarios, we will be back next week to break down parts of the by-district round um, as, we, uh, as we fully get to that, uh, as the playoff swing fully gets underway. This has been Matt Welch with Star Local Media. We will talk to you all later. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.